Hey, it's Justin Valdez here, and you're listening to the Strike Zone Podcast. All right, plenty going down as the negotiating period between NFL teams and the players has now opened. Major, major happenings day one, so a lot to get to here in this episode. First and foremost, the probably the biggest move of the day is the Houston Texans trading DeAndre Hopkins to the Arizona Cardinals. This deal has a lot of people scratching their heads, wondering what is going on in Houston. They send DeAndre wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals. Also, a fourth-round pick for running back David Johnson, a second-round pick, and a fourth-round pick in this year's draft. So they basically gave up DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. This is an insane deal. Kudos to Arizona for pulling this off. Uh, They're in the same division as my favorite team, the 49ers. So I'm not too happy about this deal, but, I mean, wow. They have Kyler Murray has a major, major weapon now in DeAndre Hopkins. Can you believe they made this deal? It's it's insane. What's Deshaun Watson going to do now? He has no target. A lot of those passes Deshaun would throw up to to DeAndre were kind of like jump passes, and DeAndre would go up and make a play. DeAndre was, you know, he would go out there and, you know, snag balls, snag catches. It was... It's going to be hard to see what Houston goes out and does in the draft now. I mean, but why would you trade away a legitimate threat like DeAndre Hopkins only to sit there and draft somebody who you know isn't going to be nowhere near the skill level as DeAndre? It just, this trade makes no sense. This is why Houston needs a general manager. Bill O'Brien cannot be the head coach and general manager. From what I'm hearing is this move was made because O'Brien and Hopkins couldn't get along. They butt heads a lot, and this is what caused the trade. So because they couldn't get along, Houston traded away their best offensive weapon outside of Deshaun Watson. It it just makes absolutely no sense. I can't... I, the the trade happened hours ago and I still can't believe it happened. It, wow, just no words. Blunder here going forward. Now this immediately impacts you know both teams. Obviously Arizona gets a great wide receiving threat, offensive threat for Kyler Murray. So we'll see how Kyler Murray, his career, how that launches next year, and can he take advantage of having. You know, Larry Fitzgerald now and DeAndre Hopkins. It's going to be interesting to see there if he gets better or, you know, does he decline? It's hard to see Kyler Murray declining this coming season with this kind of offensive firepower that he has now. It's But then again, on the other side, you had Houston who was – up by three touchdowns against the eventual Super Bowl champions, and now they don't even have their big biggest offensive weapon. What? So where does Houston go from here? I, 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 and then Indy. We'll talk about Indy's major move coming up. But they, Houston, obviously, they they drop down here. I don't think there's any way that when Houston wins that division coming up next year, I think it's if. 
Indy adds a couple more pieces, I, I think it's going to be their division to to lose. Uh, Houston, not Houston. Yeah, Houston's not going to be in the running. I don't think. Uh, Tennessee could still possibly, you know, be right up there. It'll be interesting to see, or it's hard to see if they can keep up that same momentum they had the last half of last season. You can bring it into this season, but yeah, Houston. Oh man, I look to see them in the cellar right there with Houston, or right there with Jacksonville. It, it's not looking good for them. They need to go out. That the ownership there needs to just go out and get a general manager. Manager, there's no way Bill O'Brien needs all that power to make those kind of decisions like that. It, it's just terrible. And then you saw they mishandled the Jadavian Clowney situation. Uh, they didn't get nearly as, as much as they should have for him. And you can argue, you I mean, it, you can't even argue. It's obvious that in this trade that they didn't get, they could have waited to the NFL draft and got way better compensation for DeAndre Hopkins on this. It's, oh man, we'll talk about a bonehead move here. Let's stay in the um, AFC South here. Uh, and their rivals, the Indianapolis Colts, making a major, major trade here. They go out and uh, snag DeForest Buckner, defensive lineman from the San Francisco 49ers. And they gave up their first-round pick, which is uh, 13th overall, to to snag DeForest Buckner on that interior line. I mean, man, the Colts' defense was already pretty pretty darn good last season. You throw a guy like De- DeForest Buckner on the interior line there, and whew, and you got uh that that defense is is gonna be legit next year now. They're also rumored to go be pursuing uh, Phillip Rivers. You throw in Phillip Rivers with that offense, and then you add Buckner to the defense. Wow, watch out for Indy. They could be a real major player in uh, in next season. And then, so they did make that trade for for Buckner, and then they re-signed him a new deal. So they gave him. I'm not I'm not sure how many years it was, but they gave him 21 million dollars a year. So he's he's up there with Aaron Donald. He's he's getting major money. You know, hats off to the Colts. This is a really really good get for them. And you know what? The 49ers lose out on a on a great interior lineman. Uh but they did get a first round pick in return. So now they have two first round picks. They have the one from the Colts at 13, and then they have their own at, at number 31, and they have nothing in between rounds, I believe, two, three, and four. So look for San Francisco to, you know, trade in that probably their number 31 overall pick for some mid-round draft picks. Uh, that makes the most sense there. And, you know, a lot of 49er fans are probably upset about the DeForest Buckner trade, but he did turn around the contract last year that was offered to him. And this year he, I mean, $21 million a year. I mean, is he worth it? Yeah, you can argue he's worth it. But just not. it's just not feasible for the 49ers to pay him that. They got too many deals, major deals coming up. They got to pay George Kittle. They would have had to pay Buckner. But another move San Francisco made is they re-signed uh, Eric Armstead to a five-year up to or at least $85 million. So them giving Armstead that money just kind of signified that Buckner probably wouldn't be around very much longer. And sure enough, he was 
shipped off to Indy. So we'll see. I'll tell you what, San Francisco needs to go out and get a cornerback now, definitely, because DeAndre Hopkins is in the division. So they better go out and get some help on that back end without a guy like DeForest Buckner rushing the quarterback. And we'll see. We'll see what happens if they get somebody in the draft. If they, I think they need to add somebody in free agency. I'd love to see San Francisco go out and get Darius Slay. I think they, I think they can afford him now. It'll be interesting to see if they do make a move on that. or And then Emmanuel Sanders is still out there too. Are they going to try to bring him back? Or do they go out and try to get a different wide receiver? Roby Anderson's out there. Do they try to make a play for him? Do they just pick somebody up in the draft? You know, things are going to play out pretty interesting this, this offseason. Or, you know, during the draft or leading up to the draft with free agency still set to go a couple in a couple days. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the 49ers. But, yeah, no more DeForest Buckner in, in San Francisco. They So we'll see if they they replace him through the draft or they're just going to roll with who they have. All right, other moves around the league. Austin Hooper setting the stage for probably George Kittle's contract. Uh, Hooper agreed to a, was it a four-year deal with the Cleveland Browns. Browns making a couple moves today. Uh, Browns signing Hooper four years, $10.5 million a year, and $23 million guaranteed. That's a lot of money for Austin Hooper. I mean, he's no Travis Kelsey. He's no George Kittle. But Cleveland feels like he's up there with those guys. So, you know, another offensive weapon for for those for Cleveland to play with there. We'll see. He's you know added to the likes of OBJ and Jarvis Landry on that offense. So, We'll see if they they do anything there. Uh, Cleveland also signing tackle Jack Conklin to three years, $42 million with $30 million guaranteed. A lot of guaranteed money flying around in Cleveland. Trying to shore up their offensive line, get some uh, protection there for Baker Mayfield. Uh, Let's see who I... Oh, major, major news for the Cowboys. They've lost cornerback Byron Jones. The Dolphins signing Byron Jones to a deal worth at least $17 million a year. So now the with that signing, the Dolphins now have the two highest paid cornerbacks in the league. Dolphins really good on defense last year. You add a guy like Byron Jones who's not going to get a lot of turnovers, but man, he's he's a cover corner. He'll he'll almost shut down that one side of the field. I think he only allowed a couple touchdowns altogether last year, so Dallas losing a lot there on on defense, and you know Dallas's loss is Miami's gain. Speaking of Dallas, uh, they franchised Dak, so Dak will be getting in the range of thirty three million dollars a year, which is you know, a far cry from his requested forty million dollars a year. But it's guaranteed money, so I wonder if uh, how Dak feels about that. Is he happy? $33 million is $33 million. It's just not a long-term deal. Uh, the Ravens also making moves. They traded their uh, top tight end, Hayden Hurst, to the Falcons. So the Falcons get rid of or miss out on Hooper, but then they make a move for Hayden Hurst. Uh, they only had to give up a fourth-round pick for that. So not, not too much of a loss there. I mean, you can argue Hurst is probably a better tight end right now than, than Hooper. I mean, he sure showed it with, with Baltimore. And, you know, Baltimore and Lamar Jackson loses his, one of his top offensive threats. That's going to be a tough one to replace there. 
we'll see what happens. Uh, Baltimore, not really. They got Hollywood Brown, but other than that, I mean, you got Ingram as your your running back, but not a lot of offensive weapons. We'll see if Lamar Jackson can you know make up for that, or if what's Baltimore's plan? Are they going to try to go after a Roby Roby Anderson? Maybe maybe go through the draft. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, a couple other defensive uh, signings here. The Raiders signed linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski. I don't, I'm probably butchering the heck out of his name. But um, he signs to a three-year three deal, $21 million, and 13.5 of that is guaranteed. 13.5 million guaranteed. So the Raiders adding to their already you know, somewhat decent defense there. Much-needed linebacker. And the Giants, they they got themselves a cornerback. Word was that they were trying to go after Byron Jones, too. They missed out on that deal, so they signed former Panthers cornerback James Bradbury. Now, his deal's uh, reportedly for three years, $45 million. 32 of that $45 million is guaranteed. A lot of guaranteed money being thrown around here. New CBA deals in, in place. NFL's going to have new... New uh, playoff formats, you know, seven, is it seven teams from each side get in now? So 14 playoff teams to- total. Only one, only the top seed from each conference gets a bye week, which I'm not, this new playoff seeding deal, I am not for. It, it hurts teams. Look, you take the Packers and you take the Chiefs. It would have hurt them this season if if that would have been the current playoff format. They both would have had play games instead of getting a bye. That bye week is detrimental to teams. You know, they're ending the season. If you got a couple injuries, you know, you get a couple guys back healthy. With you know, that bye is important. And now only one team from each conference is going to get that bye. It's going to play a big role in, in resting players at the end of the year. So we'll see. Oh, and the league extends to 17 games or 17 weeks. Excuse me. So likely they'll be leave, losing a preseason game there. So we'll, you know, it's not a fan of the of the playoff reseeding at all. Like I said, but you know, NFL sees dollar signs with it, and if they see it, they'll get it. But my my opinion is, if it's not fixed or if it's not broken, don't fix it. And the current playoff format is not broken. Two teams, the top two teams, get it. And you know, I I just think it this only helps these weak teams that are seven and nine or eight and eight get into the playoffs, and it's a joke. It's only going to fuel the okay, the division winners who go eight and eight or nine and seven barely make, you know, barely win the division. It's only going to fuel that. Well, they shouldn't get a home game, a home playoff game. They should have to go on the road to a, oh, say a wild card team who finished 10 and 6 in a tougher division or something to that form but, but yeah it's not a fan of it uh, another thing in the, in the new CBA is players will no longer be suspended for marijuana if they test positive for marijuana no more suspensions on that so we won't get any more any more of those famous uh, Stephen A Smith stay off the weed quotes from from him because players are getting suspended off of off of testing positive for marijuana <laughs> i wonder how he feels about this 
he's probably happy because there's a lot of suspensions over over the years for marijuana. I, I personally, every you know, it's it's becoming a norm in almost every state. So the fact that the NFL was still penalizing guys for this didn't make any sense. I'm glad they changed that and they're up with the times. It's not like it's giving players a competitive edge. If anything, it just it helps players. From what I hear, a lot of players just use it for, you know, pain. Some guys don't like taking pain medications and they don't want to get addicted to, you know, pain shots or pain pills. And so they just use the marijuana for, you know, to relax and take some of the the edge off and and take some of the pain away, which is, you know, good for them. You know, they don't want to, they don't want to get addicted to these pills or these other, you know, drug medications pain medications so they're they're looking towards uh marijuana and in a lot of states it's legal now so you can't fault them for doing it but yeah so Stephen a smith no more stay off the weed comments from him well i mean he's st- he still have it in the in the uh the nba you can still say it i guess so here we go no let's hear from Stephen a smith on on uh the uh the stay off the weed if you got, if you're not familiar with with it, here it is. Stay off the weed. Stay off the weed. And you can't stay off the weed. He ain't getting busted for using weed. Stays off the weed. So yeah, there you go. There it is. No more stay off the weed from Stephen A. Smith while talking about NFL games because the players can smoke weed now. So, you know, good for them. So, now, who didn't get signed during the first day of, the, you know, the free the negotiation, free agency negotiation period is uh, Tom Brady. And word around the league is there's only a couple teams maybe interested in him. Tampa Bay and the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, Phil Rivers leaving the Chargers, possibly going to Indy, which would be a great, I, you know, my father, rest in peace, soul, is a... You know, he was a huge Colts fan, and, you know, they signed Buckner. I know he's, you know, ecstatic about that, and I know he's hoping that that Phillip Rivers gets signed by the Colts. But, yeah, so the the Chargers and the Bucks, the Bucks still haven't signed Jameis Winston, and they reportedly have told Tom Brady that, that he's their guy. He wants, you know, they want him there. <sighs> I don't see Tom Brady going to – to Tampa that's I don't think it's I mean it could be a good fit for him Bruce Arians is a great head coach don't get me wrong great offensive guy but I just don't see the fit the culture maybe just too different and I don't see him wanting to play in Tampa Bay uh but that's probably his easiest path easiest path to winning a division and possibly getting to the playoffs because his other option the team that also is pursuing Tom Brady heavy, the Chargers, that would probably be his toughest task because he would have to t- take on Patrick Mahomes twice a year. That's, that's uh, I don't know. And then the Chargers reportedly might lose out on Melvin Gordon. So they, they might be down that running back. And Gordon could also go to two spots Gordon I think would end up in is Miami or Indy. You could see him reunite with Philip Rivers in 
and Frank Reich in, in Indy, which, oh, man. You got Marlon Mack and Melvin Gordon. Jeez, that's a one-two punch out of the backfield for for the ages there. So, yeah, Tom Brady of the Chargers. I mean, it's L.A. makes kind of makes sense. I still I still think the Raiders are going to sign him. Um, but, yeah, you know, you, you, you never know. I, I don't think Tampa – I just don't think he goes there. And, you know, maybe he just stays in New England. Maybe he goes out, tests the market, cause, and he sees that, you know, these teams aren't interested in him. Maybe he thinks, you know, my best option is to stay in New England. So he, maybe he'll go back. That'll be interesting to see. Still a couple days till players can actually sign with teams. So still some, still some negotiating going on out there. But like I say, I, I, at this point, if it is down to two teams for Tom Brady. I'm going to go out and say the Chargers and the Raiders. And of those two teams, I think the Raiders are just better, overall better than the Chargers. Better head coach, not definitely not a better owner, but, I mean, they're both opening up new stadiums. I don't know. It, it'll, the 49ers dropped out there, which I didn't even see them as a player. I didn't. I couldn't see them as a player in the Tom Brady sweepstakes anyways. Jimmy Garoppolo went 13 and three, took their his team to the Super Bowl in his first full season as a starter. That that's who they want. But they do need to add pieces. The 49ers do to keep that success going. And losing a guy like DeForest Buckner is going to be tough for them to get back to the Super Bowl, especially when you have guys like or teams like the Cardinals in their own division adding a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Now, the Rams, on the other hand, word is they're shopping uh, Todd Gurley, running back Todd Gurley, who signed that massive deal. And then after that, his leg basically fell off and it was revealed that he's dealing with arthritis in his knee, I believe it is. So he's just, he can't stay healthy and his numbers have just evaporated since that big deal he signed a couple years ago. And they're also rumored to be shopping Brandon Cooks, the big-time wide receiver that they, I believe he came over from New England. I think he stopped in New England after the Saints. So he also signed another big deal. The Rams were just, there was you know, a couple seasons where they were just handing out massive contracts after one after another, Cooks. Uh, Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Jared Goff, and now uh, they they got to resign Jalen Ramsey. They gave up all all those draft picks for him, and you can't imagine they'd let him walk away. So they're gonna have to give him a deal, and basically he's got the team hostage. He can pretty much ask for whatever he wants, and if it's any indication. He's going to want more than $17 million a year because that's what Byron Jones got with the Dolphins. And you can argue that Jalen Ramsey deserves more than Byron Jones. So Byron Jones just set the table there for, for Jalen Ramsey to get paid. So the, the Rams are going to have to start dumping some of that cap space. And that means getting rid of guys like Todd Gurley and Brandon Cooks that are not going to get rid of Aaron Donald. Uh, maybe they restructure Jared Goff's deal, but it, it, that's only going to be if he's willing to restructure. I doubt it. 
so great start to the free agency negotiation period. Like I said, teams can't sign. They can only agree to deals. Uh, and ma- also major news, the NFL announcing that the NFL draft will go on as scheduled just without people in attendance. And it, they're, they're not sure how they're going to do it yet. Are they going to, I don't know, via satellite, people call you know call in their picks or it'll still be broadcast on TV. You know, this coronavirus is just, you know, got every, got the whole U.S. on lockdown at this point. Major League Baseball also announcing that they're pushing back their, their opening day even further. They might go to 150 games a season or maybe even a 100-game season, which, I mean, that might make things more exciting for baseball this year. Uh, only a hundred games. You got fifty away, fifty road. And so no more slow starts. You get off to a slow start in baseball with only a hundred games. It's it could spell doom. And then the NBA also announcing that they're extending their their hiatus, their their season suspension. They likely won't. The NBA likely won't bring back the regular season. They'll likely just pick up and start right into the playoffs. So whatever the seating is now. That's likely what the playoff seating will be. And from what I'm hearing, it could be uh, mid-June is when they're gonna, they're thinking of starting the season or the playoffs for the NBA. They just have to scout some arena sites, see where they can get things played. But So this summer, you're going to have, you could have <laughs> preseason football, NBA finals, and Major League Baseball going on. All at the same time. Wow. Jeez, that, that's going to have... That'll be an interesting... We're, we're going to go from absolutely no sports to the big major three happening all at the same time over the summer. It, that's crazy. Uh, NASCAR also canceling its events for a couple weeks. We, that, was a, that was a weird one. I mean, it's not like you need fans in the stands for that. You could still televise it, and I'm sure you're going to get non-NASCAR fans tuning in because it's the only sporting event on TV. Uh, UFC looked to do that over the weekend. They had they held their their event. They figured, you know, we'll still we'll still have the UFC with nobody in the arena. I think they were over in Brazil. Uh, interesting. I think it was on ESPN Plus though, so I'm not sure. But I mean, NASCAR's on usually on Fox. You're the only sports. On TV, I couldn't imagine, you know, a lot of people would tune in to, to see some type of sports, something going on. But they decided to cancel or at least postpone their races. The Masters, too. Golf, another one. Postponing. So, yeah, this troubled times we're living in here with uh, no sports going on. How is everybody? I wonder how everybody's dealing with it, you know. Let me know. Are you guys watching, you know, old sports highlights or how are you? How are you getting your sports fix? You could reach out to me on uh, on Twitter at, at Podcast Strike. Again, at Podcast Strike on Twitter. Let me know how how you're dealing with not having sports at all going on and you're and you're stuck at home. They, you know, they don't CDC doesn't want you leaving leaving the house. But you can't watch sports. And you can also find me on uh, on Facebook too. The Facebook handle you're going to want to find here is just type in search and then you can go strike zone podcast 
Good. So Twitter and, and Facebook, let me know. And let me know if you're what you think about these signings, you know. Got oh man. This uh I'm starting a new thing here. I think my bonehead of the week I'll start doing and this week the inaugural bonehead of the week will be Bill O'Brien of the Houston Texans for trading the possible arguably the best offensive player in the league to the Arizona Cardinals for peanuts. You know, he the Texans get running back David Johnson who God, he had one good season in Arizona and received a massive contract. And it's not like this. He, it's not like Houston's trade for trading Hopkins away was like okay, well, you know, we'll dump Hopkins and we'll get you know some cap space back. No, they're picking up David Johnson's deal. David Johnson's being paid over ten million dollars, so it's not a, it's not a salary cap space. It's not a move to free up salary cap space. So. You gotta wonder what was going on through Bill O'Brien's head, and what is Deshaun Watson thinking? So, bonehead of the week going out to Bill O'Brien. Take, you know, take a bow there, Bill. You're setting your team up for real success by not keeping the league one of the league's best players. All right, and that'll do it today on uh, the Strike Zone podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time. <laughs>